You're listening to today's episode, a podcast that cycles through the latest TV shows. One of us watches, one of us researches, and then we talk about it. And today, we're talking about FX Hulu's latest production, A Teacher. This is a limited series, it's only 10 episodes. What would a second season even be? I, I don't know, because I have no idea where this season is really even going to end. This was a weird show. I have some questions about it, but you only watched the pilot. Yeah. So one-tenth of the series, and only three episodes have been released. So I know what happened in the three episodes, but we won't go into too many spoilers past the pilot. Um, if I had any idea of what the second season would be, it would be like maybe tracking a new Predator teacher every year. <laughs> yeah, like, like, a, like continually. We got Zoe from House of Cards. What's next? Like Jessica Jones? Yeah, they just keep like replacing a like star teacher <laughs> every season. Yeah, or they could just cast Anna Kendrick and then really confuse passive viewers who couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> and that brings me to my next point. Are Kate Mara and Anna Kendrick the same person? Okay, they look identical. They're both listed at 5'2", according to Google. They're both in their mid-30s and from the Northeast U.S. They both sing in movies. Anna Kendrick broke into her career on Broadway. And Kate Mara always wanted to do Broadway. Kate Mara is a vegan, and Anna Kendrick used to be vegan. I rest my case. <laughs> I didn't know that Kate Mara sang. They've also... Ne- well, yeah, she actually sang in one movie. I don't know when it was, but it's on YouTube. Look it up. <laughs> um, they've never been seen at the, in the same place at the same time. Kind of a Batman I, scenario. <laughs> That's actually not true, but I wish I was it was. Say, yeah, There's like, a very blurry photo out there, and I think it's blurry for a reason. I'll just say that. It's kind of like with John Oliver. He doesn't think that the Olsen twins are actually siblings. He thinks that they're just photoshopped. Um, And then they're both football fans. That's a a throwaway. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about Kate Mara. Claire Wilson. How do you think... How would you describe her character? Uh, She's... See, that's a weird thing because her character is, like, kind of attracted to this student named Eric. Right off the bat? Or do we get some, like... Well, when you you first see them. It's kind of like a will-they-won't-they. Um, but basically she's supposed to be a character that you're supposed to kind of be going for a little bit, like a protagonist. Um, you see that her husband, Matt, is like kind of going away on trips and stuff like that. So you feel bad for her, sympathetic for her? Yeah, you're supposed to. Okay, what do you mean by you're supposed to? Like, I didn't feel that uh, sympathetic towards her because the storyline in and of itself was just kind of disgusting to me. Exactly. (laughs) So I don't think you're supposed to be completely sympathetic towards her, especially when you see what's going on. It's not like they try to trick you into thinking that this show isn't about what it is about. Um, Hannah Fidel, who created this um, TV miniseries, but also made the movie for it in 2013... That's when it was originally picked up from uh, by HBO, I think, originally. She also wrote The Long Dumb Road, the one with Jason Manzukis. Oh, yeah, yeah, the one that came out a couple years ago. Right? Yeah, so she was a victim of sexual abuse herself. And so when I first heard that, I was like, okay, this is like one of those tell-all. They're not like, it's like a storyline that has a conclusion that we're going to feel. It's like a Me Too storyline. Right, yeah. Where you really go after the pro, or sorry, you said protagonist, that's where it was in my head, Claire's character to show her as a villain, to show how when you do a gender role reversal, and it's actually a man being kind of sexually abused or coerced, um, that it still can make an impact that it will be negative around their lives for the rest of their lives. Well, I think that um, she's not supposed, Claire isn't supposed to be 100% evil, but like you kind of said, there's supposed to be kind of like a dark side to her. And this show ended with one of those um, like, 
precautions like if you know anyone that needs support yeah. like well, this, this is number. what this is what ha- oh yeah i was gonna ask about yeah. that because that's like 13 reasons why right? right yeah so did it work did it feel more effective than the 13 reasons why? more effective than 13 reasons why yeah okay. especially when we get the later seasons later seasons the 13 reasons um yeah so the director said or sorry the writer said i want the audience to come to their own conclusions about her and i didn't want to make it easy seeing it from eric's perspective makes you see him kind of enamored with her. So you're supposed to be sort of enamored with her. Um, it does raise the question as to if she was sexually assaulted and she tried to raise charges, but they wouldn't let her, why she would try to make the uh, assailant in this case like so likable, I don't know. But you only watched the first episode, and I think her character does tread into worse and worse territory the further we go along yeah like Um, in the first episode the worse it gets with her and eric is she has a dream and like uh where she's like sleeping right next to eric and then eric like so she has a fantasy dream fantasy dream yeah and she's like masturbating and then eric is like i want to make you come like that's the worst it gets yeah so love simon's nick robinson is the one who plays eric oh okay so that's where i would yeah yeah and he actually went on to an interview with ellen in 2018 where he said do you want to guess he said he was done with teen roles. <laughs> he was like, I don't want to do any. I think I passed my time. Like, this is it. But if you look at the cast of this thing, and I think it's intentionally done because obviously the storyline is very sensitive and you don't want to. How many teenagers do you think are actually in the show? Like main characters? Uh, main or even really reoccurring. I would say like 15. Say like, oh, oh. So I don't mean reoccurring in the way of like stand-ins. Like oh, in the okay. I would, well, I'll say seven. Zero. Like zero? Yeah, from everybody on the recurring cast, at least in Wikipedia, it's there's everybody's in their twenties. Okay. Uh, do you know a character named Josh Smith? He's, yeah, Josh. He, I wanted to say Josh looked like a discount version of the villain from Control Z. What What's he do? He's uh friends with Eric as well. Do you mean the ending villain in Control Z? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And um, he's also friends with Logan who is, like, probably the worst friend that you could have. Mm-hmm. He's uh, someone who kind of is almost a climate change denier, and he's the one that kind of uh, makes all of them go up to Claire when they see Claire at a restaurant later in the episode. So he's basically Logan Paul. Wait, 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 that was Flat Earth, right? That's what he was? He's not a climate change denier, he's a Flat Earther. Yeah, and okay. the, re- the reason I say that is because, like, they're talking about girls, Eric, Matt, and Logan. Okay, so sorry, Josh first, I just want to say Josh is 21 years old, and he is what I saw as the youngest one in the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to guess how old Logan is? Uh, oh, well, you know, Eric actually makes a joke about that. He calls Logan 30 in the episode. Uh-huh. I would say that he's probably, like, 27 or so. 45. No, I'm just kidding. Was, you're you're, you're right. He's 27. But he has a brother named Cody who comes along later. Mm-hmm. That's not too big of a spoiler. He who's played um, as an older brother, but he's 26. So it's a Malcolm <laughs> in the Middle scenario where you have the older brother being played by a younger person. Yeah. Um, and then so he actually does look older, like they cast older, but whatever. Yeah. And that was probably my favorite part it's of like the episode. Street. Where like <laughs> you... You see uh, Logan, and he's basically, like, stalking a lot of girls on Instagram. Okay, and I then, thought you said, like, like, he was just walking around the high school. Uh, and, and he talks about Josh's sister for a quick second before Josh gets really mad. And then, um, and then... Uh, Is Josh's sister Mary, do you know? Or do you not It might her? be. I, I don't know. We okay, can see a picture of her. Th- there's a person named Mary. She's 23 years old in real life, but she's played by the main girl in Wayne. 
Oh, really? I didn't, I didn't even recognize. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. she's in there. Yeah, anyways. but yeah, Eric uh, basically says those girls are like twelve, and then Logan is like, "Oh, well, uh, they're 14. And then Eric is like, "Yeah, well, you look thirty, so it really doesn't matter." And then Logan <laughs> gets mad, it's like, "Wow!" and puts on his hoodie, even though they're inside. Yeah. So that so the show did have some funny parts like that. I think the joke is also, or not even the joke, but they're trying to put across the message that when you go to high school, everybody knows that one person who looks significantly older than everyone else but they're still the same age yeah and so they're trying to use that as another psychological means to say why kate mara's character claire wilson would be okay and attracted to her student yeah and it's weird because every single like student that sees kate mara is like attracted to her of course she's like you know the hot apt english teacher so that's i believe that's yeah that's right english um can you name some other shows that have kind of like teen dramas that have used this premise before well the one that came to me one like was shameless but that's not really a teen show as far as anything pretty little liars like what didn't that one uh cw show that used to be on cbs all access and that have it in it uh, uh tell, me, tell a story? me a story yeah so dawson's creek riverdale skins pretty little liars life as we know it bates motel tell me a story those were the ones i could think of off the top mm-hmm. of yeah, my head. yeah it's it's an oftenly over overly done premise I exactly guess. all of them have the storyline de- dealing with a student teacher affair in real life though they're super uncommon so why do teen dramas use it so much? I think that teen dramas use it so much because a lot of, um, like, teens kind of like to... Just fantasize it. a bit? Like, well, not fantasize, but just, like, the drama aspect of it. And, like, the yeah. whole entire, like, almost, like, elite... Well, I guess it is, it is like, how they're doing a lot of school shooting episodes now. And even though that's pretty uncommon, except not to the schools that it happens to. Mm-hmm. Like, once it happens somewhere and it becomes big news... Yeah. I guess, but it just seems so overused. Yeah, I've seen it basically in every teen show. So, yeah. um, In the first episode, you're just seeing the initial development of their relationship. Tell me about that. Well, it kind of starts out when, again, Logan goes up to Claire and they all go up. And then Logan has to get home. And so he takes Josh. Josh drives him home. And then that's where you get the Claire and Eric storyline. Um, they're basically Eric's like this uh, varsity soccer player. Right? Yeah, and he's, he's a cool like, kid. Yeah, he has like a good. He has a good thing going. He's gonna get into a good college, but he needs good SAT scores. And he kind of talks to Claire about that. By the way, Claire is out in the restaurant because, um, again, her husband Matt didn't come home that day. But Matt was like, "Go out and celebrate and have yourself a good time." Is Matt like a bad dude, or no, do you Matt's, just think that he's lazy? <laughs> no, Matt's like a good dude. Like he's portrayed as someone that's like. Kind yeah. Did you up. recognize him from anywhere? Because he's from. He the, looked familiar. He's from the Code in Australia. That was a show that came on, and then he was also in Designated Survivor as the villain, and he played another character. I'll try to think of it, but go ahead. But yeah, so Claire and Eric are basically talking, and then that's where the show gets really weird. He was also in Succession. Sorry, that oh, was okay, the yeah. thing. Yeah. But like Claire starts saying things that just teachers don't say. Like she's even like, "I can tell you're smarter than your friend uh, Logan," and then like even Eric is like, "Are you supposed to say that?" And then mm-hmm. Claire's like, "Probably not. Don't tell someone that." my job and it just was i didn't like seeing it because it was so awkward a lot of people have said this is a realistic portrayal of how things steadily progress and how you could see them kind of how the um dominoes would fall in a similar scenario versus the other teen drama thing where they all meet like at a club and they don't realize yeah. they're a student and a teacher and they go off yeah i know that's what told me a story dude yeah so. um but it like when we went to high school 
um, or when I did, like when you had a Facebook, like the teachers wouldn't even allow you and to that, have be friends with them. And I was gonna say that because Eric sends there's Claire, such a, like a social media real life to fake life. Well, like, yeah, and I remember a lot of teachers would say like, once you graduate my class, then I'll friend you. But Eric sends like a friend <laughs> yeah. request to Claire at the very end of the episode. I don't think we ever see if she accepts it or not. But one also big problem that I kind of had with the and the episode is that Matt actually ends up coming home that night, that night he wasn't supposed to. So you feel bad for Matt. Yeah, I mean, I think okay. you're supposed to. You're and, supposed to feel bad for everybody. Right. And Claire, right the next day, is like, okay, I'm going to meet with Catherine, who was an earlier teacher that we saw in the episode, kind of giving Claire the ropes and being friends. And then, So she's a new teacher. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Matt is like, oh, yeah, good. I'm glad that you're making friends. But then Claire goes to the restaurant to kind of help um, Eric with his SAT scores, because that's what they agree on, because he needs a 1250, and the last two times he's failed it. They do have tutors at high school, like, they, f- free tutors. Yeah, they have free tutors there, and also, I'm fine with the fact that, like, you know, he wants a tutoring from a teacher, but why didn't Claire literally just say to Matt, oh, yeah, I'm going to help tutor this, like, kid? I understand that, like, th- there might be something more to it, but, even, like, even if he or were to walk... Or just tutor him after school, like, yeah. at, at, in the classroom. Or, because, like, if Matt were to even, like, just walk past the restaurant, see, like, Claire and Eric. Well, are like, this, is it a small town? Is that a possibility? I mean, yeah, I guess it is. Okay. But, like, you know... Was why, this, a, was this a, for instance, of her abusive like, p- position of power? Like, the first use of where she's kind of using her elevated status to kind of, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess a little bit. Like, it was strange seeing just a teacher suddenly come in and, like, yeah, help so Eric. Eric, the person who plays um, Eric, Nick Robinson, uh, he said that this makes the audience semi-complicit in its narrative because you're watching it you're sort of not feeling too bad for claire and you're saying oh this like you're following her character as if you're going along with it right yeah like with dexter where you become semi-complicit in his murders because you're rooting for him and i agree i agree with that yeah all right but in real trauma and abusive relationships you do sort of find yourself like falling into that pattern where you just make excuses for the person who is doing that who I, is doing the wrong thing i know that like this might be getting spoiler territory but is this really an abuse storyline well it would I was going to ask you, what do you think the consequences, because, spoiler alert, they do end up hooking up. Yeah, you, you basically get yeah, that. Yeah, you, you know that. Yeah. So, what do you think the consequences of that would be? Well, I assume that Claire would probably lose her job and lose other things like so her marriage. So, you think they'd be found out? Well, yeah, that's that's what I was expecting. Okay. So, then, besides that, do you think there's anything else that would go down? I assume it would be taken to court, and, like, Claire would probably get something really bad on her record. But what do you think would happen to Eric? What do you think would happen to her as far as psychologically for the rest of their lives? Like, do you think that there would be a steady impact on both of them or just one of them? I think it would be a steady impact on both of them because I think that Eric would probably, like, be kind of confused at the whole entire situation. Well, Eric's got everything going for him right now, right? Right, yeah. So... You'd think that if something came out about this, it would kind of, even though it would be, he might get high fives at first, it would also sort of cloud over him, and we don't know what the impact of it would be later in his right. life. I remember I think SNL. that's where the show's going. Yeah, SNL made a skit about that, I remember, one time. Yeah. <laughs> Was it with Pete Davidson? Yeah. Okay. Um, did this show remind you of you at all? Because you're saying that her character seems, again, almost innocent, but with Joe's character, he's not grooming the person that he's like going but he's definitely manipulating them so do you see any signs of manipulation any signs of grooming any sign of the typical thing that you'd expect when you hear about a story on the tv that says a teacher has been sleeping with their underage student sorry you said joe really fast joe is the name of the you character oh okay yeah well i 
Aside from the fact that, yeah, you're kind of supposed to fall in line a little bit with Claire, I didn't see a lot of you similarities. Okay, so she's not coming across manipulative or anything. Does she do anything that's out of line besides the things with, like, saying okay to her students? I assume this is a show that kind of gets crazier and crazier, and I assume that you start to see a lot of that by Claire. Yeah, but at the very beginning of this show, no. It seems like Claire kind of, except for that dream sequence, which you couldn't really control, for the most part is pretty if if the standard was if it was a wasn't a double standard and the roles were reversed back to it being a younger girl and a older teacher do you think that you would have watched this in the same like thought no i probably would have seen this as a darker show now that i think about it like pretty little liars they did have the older teacher be the one that was with the girl but he wasn't aware that she was a student at first that's the difference like there's everybody's knows where they are in this. right yeah yeah and that's um, that's what makes the show a little bit darker than usual i think before the show started they had these survivors and lawyers who repped both victims and abusers come in to talk to the cast about these these type of scenarios that makes sense yeah yeah but the, here's my issue so hannah fidel was asked straight out like why do you want to make this show right. why did you make the movie and then why are you making this show what do you want people mm-hmm. to get from it and she says that she hopes it sparks a discussion. And (laughs) that feels like a 13 reason why I answer. Yeah. Yeah. I have an issue with that because trying to explain how it happens in real life. I get that. You have people who watch those murder documentaries all the time who like to really understand the psychology of the person, but they don't want to see the theatrics of like some romanticized version Mm -hmm. of it. But if you're going to do that and you're seeing it through her student's eyes where they are sort of romanticizing it, if the mission here is to deflate that double standard where guys can't be groomed or taken advantage of when they're minors and kind of shame society for glamorizing and sexualizing those relationships in the media, then why present intimate scenes like even where we're seeing them just being close to one another, yeah. not even being together yet? But why do it in such an alluring way to viewers? Like why cast attractive people? How is that not perpetuating the thing that you're fighting against? Especially when you look at how a show like Unbelievable, which was also able to do sex scenes, but without making them steamy and romantic. Glamour at all, yeah. Yeah, like that, that is a show I look to when I'm thinking, wow, that really portrayed rape in one way. I get that he's not like completely yeah, against right. what she's doing or anything, but he is underage or playing Yeah, underage. And, the, and it comes down again, I don't mean to bring up 13 Reasons Why, but kind of like to that death scene in the season finale when they're like, why did you show it so graphically? And they're like, we wanted to show the real violence and that this wasn't just like a small thing. But it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, but you're just kind of almost promoting it in a sense. I'm also fine with it if this had just been made for entertainment purposes. But it's the fact that it was kind of sold where she was saying, okay, I'm a victim of self-sexual uh, abuse and that's sort of what caused me to and i'm thinking like well where's the underlying message here right yeah like what exactly is there to discuss the ones that are exacerbating it and making these types of relationships scandalous and hyping them up in the media or or are the media and also hollywood like those are the people who are doing it it's not like you have a bunch of normal kids hooking up with their teachers all the time this isn't the catholic church right and that's kind of and i will say that's kind of where i'm like i wonder what's going to happen in uh like later episodes are they going to really address that fact is it just going to be like crazier is it just I as know. the episode was progressing tell me about the second half of the episode did you did you just see a bunch of like um foreshadowing of what was to occur well yeah because the second half is when um because the first half you just see claire's side and eric's side and then the second half is when they meet 
and you see that Eric isn't, even though he's smart, isn't really, like, a great kid. Like, they're showing smoking, and, like, right before they uh, meet with Claire. Mm-hmm. And also, Eric is... Is he shown... smoking or vaping? No, he's smoking. Okay. It's yeah, so this cigar. actually takes place a few years ago, um, in 2013. So, I don't know if you noticed any of the small things. Like, maybe their phones were a little bit older, or things were more I, popular. I didn't notice I, that, There wouldn't yeah. have been a TikTok or anything around Oh, there. yeah. Obviously not, but... um. I want I want to ask with us was the uh, the short or was the film I guess was it like critically acclaimed? Uh, I don't think so. I think it, it again it reached a deal to be made into a TV show, which she said it couldn't have been made into this show until the Me Too movement happened, and that was after the movie came out. Yeah. So the movie actually has a lower score than the TV show on IMDb. Oh, okay. It has like a five point something, mm-hmm. and the show right now is a seven point three. However, on Rotten Tomatoes, there's no consensus. It kind of flips between the 50 to 70 range. Mm. It doesn't seem to be overwhelmingly loved or anything. Again, there are some viewers who really want to see the next seven episodes, while other ones turned it off and were like, this is kind of like just watching like a slow porn. Probably would have been me. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what it felt like. Every scene progressively got a little bit more like almost I don't hug me, I'm scared-esque, where yeah. you kind of get that feeling of just ugh. Yeah, so the cringeworthiness is what some people like, though. Mm-hmm. Some people yeah, like no, feeling that. I understand that, yeah, but it just not me. <laughs> All right, what was your favorite scene? My favorite scene was the one where uh, Eric is making fun of Logan and Logan okay. gets... Who is your least favorite character? Because you said earlier your favorite one was probably Logan, right? Yeah, I think that my least favorite character would probably be Claire. Not because like I didn't dislike your character or anything, but just because I wasn't. And you will a fan eventually. Yeah. I think that the grooming will become more obvious. Mm-hmm. But at least it had comedy, right? You said that there were some funny moments. Yeah, and you were talking about foreshadowing earlier, and I just want to say they did kind of have that. Eric keeps on being shown these pictures of high school girls, and just every single one he's shown, even if like is his there an app for that? Like there's yeah, it, it, it was usually Instagram. Okay. He was just like, oh, yeah, they're all right. And then even when his friends were like, really? But show me the teachers. Like, <laughs> and then, and then he, so he just kept saying that about these high school girls. How many was he asked about? Like, I'd say five. It reminds me of the scene in The Social Network when they're ranking people and they're creating Facebook. Oh, yeah. Anything else noteworthy to talk about before we close it out? No, I'm good. All right. Well, this was today's episode. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Watch a teacher if you're into that thing. Bye. Bye. Bye.